What's up, guys? Welcome back to In the Office with Scott and Wes. Um, yeah, Scott, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Took a week off last week from uh, from the pod. Had a lot going on in, in both of our lives and just needed needed some time to let some ideas kind of percolate, you know, really yeah. take care of ourselves. Yeah. We, we talked yeah. to the, the kids self-care. a lot about self-care, yeah. and we decided to practice that. But it's great to be back. Um, we love doing this, and... Um, Man, it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a crazy like, uh, you know, tennis days for us. Yeah, um, full been work busy. schedule last week. Had we're out of town all weekend on a retreat, and and then just kind of getting back in the office uh, today. And, and man, there's just more to come. It never stops. But yeah, uh, really, really, really pumped up to be here today. Yeah, but we're back. We're back with episode eight uh, of the pie. It, and this is uh it's really been more fun than I thought it would be. And, oh, yeah. and when, like when we start getting in hot takes from people and, oh, yeah. and, and people coming to talk to us about, I got a call the other day about the podcast and I was just like, you know what, this is, I mean, it's, it's kind of forming its own identity, you know? Yeah. And, and like I say every week, it is shocking to me, um, that there are people out there. I mean, it's not like there's thousands of people, but there are people out there that listen every single week Yeah, that, that will come up and you're right. We'll, text us like this is what i thought about what you said or uh, we'll bring it up when we run into him in the <laughs> hallway and it's just kind of it's crazy and um you know it's been it has been a lot of fun um just to kind of do this and you know we don't have any dreams of grandeur like we're gonna no. uh, be anything different we know we know we know what we are but what we're trying to do is just have some uh, fun con- fun content to consume for um, you know, not just people that we know and not just, uh, you know, young people, but all, but anybody. And that's just sort of what we're trying to do. Yeah. We talk about random stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. It is. It so is. Scott actually gave us, uh, gave, uh, Brittany and I the, uh, day off today. So that's kind of nice. We, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we had, a had, a, had a big youth weekend, uh, with the high schoolers and it's important. It, it is ultra important when, um, you have something like going on to just take, to take a day or two just to recover. Take some time for yourself, because you can't be constantly going. There's kind of this um, this image that I can't remember who told who told it to me, like how you need to operate. You know, not just in, especially in kind of religious work like what we do, but also in life in general. Is you're supposed to operate um, out of overflow, which means your cup is supposed to be filled up, and, and what we believe is your cup is supposed to be filled up by God. And then how you work in the world is out of that overflow. But what we typically do is we'll get filled and then we'll just pour ourselves out. We'll pour ourselves out. We won't take time uh, to get refilled or to constantly being uh, filled up. We, we sort of we do this and what that will lead to is burnout, which is something that happens a lot in our industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think the average uh, youth minister lasts about 18 months. Sure. And um, I, I think there's stresses and pressures that come along with it. So you have to take time. Uh, to take care of yourself, so that's what I want to do with you guys because I know that I need that too. Yeah, it's important to to take some time for yourself. Well, I, th- I just thought I'd share with with that uh, free time free time this morning. At least I uh, I woke up a little late, you know, rolled out of bed, uh, went over to the couch upstairs and uh, popped on Rocky, watched yeah. Rocky, and then went <laughs> for a run right after. And I just thought, you know, you did that this morning. You yeah, know? well, I'll tell you, you know? what I did, which is more embarrassing. I um I woke up at. 9:40. Um, not a migraine last night, so I was a little bit late going to sleep. But uh, woke up at 9:40. Rodan was like, "I think I'm just gonna lay here." And then it hit me like I didn't have any food in the house, so 
So it's like if I don't get up, I'm going to miss breakfast at Chick-fil-A. And so mm-hmm. literally the only reason why I rolled out of bed this morning um, was to go to Chick-fil-A. Then I went and saw uh, the family of one of our students at the hospital. He's having knee surgery today at St. Vincent. So I kind of – that's what got me out of bed this morning because if it wasn't, I was going to be there till about 1230 when I had to come in here for staff <laughs> meeting. But, yeah, it was – man, I'm in terrible shape. Yeah? Yeah, I've said that before, but I'm in horrible shape. And this weekend taught me that. Um, you know, we played paintball with the high school guys and, and, and played ultimate frisbee and wiffle ball and all these other kind of fun things. But during paintball specifically, sure. you're wearing a lot of clothes because yeah. you don't yep. want to hurt and it's it's hot and you're sweating to death. And after about game two, during game three, I remember looking at one of the other adults with and said, look, man, I, I got nothing left. <laughs> I'm going to run up here and just sit in this bunker. Um, and that's what I did. I just went and sat there and just I just pop off some shots down range. Yeah, yeah. Didn't hit anybody, I don't think. Maybe I did. Um, to be clear, too, during paintball, I, I made it a point. I was on the opposite team from Scott. Of and course. I made it a point to try and find and shoot Scott. And yeah. I did not see him out of all three games of course. that we played. Yeah, I was close to base. I, like, I'm not – I got hit twice. Both of them, they didn't, they didn't explode, which kind of stunk. I got hit in the ankle and the knee, which are two really rough places to get popped. And I didn't like it at all. I don't – I don't like getting shot with with paintballs or with sure. anything. I'm not a huge fan of pain for unnecessary purposes. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I'm just not going to do it. You know, we had we had some young bucks on the team, and that was their job. It was my job to you know cover home base. And that's what I, <laughs> that's what I was trying to do. I get that it was a team death match, so me hiding. But I thought if I'm like the last person standing, like if I ever play, um, gosh, what's the I'm going to sound like a moron right now because I literally can't remember the name of the game that you play on PlayStation or whatever. Fortnite. Oh, yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. That is kind of embarrassing. I play Fortnite twice, and what I always do is just run around and hide because it starts with 100 people, and I can get, like, top 15 just by hanging out in a corner. Now, I don't fire my weapon once, but I got a top 15 finish, and for that I'm proud of it. Yeah. That's I'm a survivalist. News. For those that don't know, this, this weekend we uh, had our – um, high school retreat. We did a girls and, and separate guys retreat. Um, so we just took our guys out uh, to the beautiful uh, Shaco Springs Baptist Convention Center. Conference Center, uh, yeah, conference whatever center, you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. So we did that. We went out and uh, we did we did a, a lot of activity in one day. We did like high ropes. We did paintball. We played ultimate frisbee. We played wiffle ball and hiking between each and one of those. Oh, from yeah. The, and so uh, I think Trip uh, Trip Spain, one of the chaperones, uh, and uh, Brittany Spain's the the high school minister's uh, husband. Um, he looked at his Apple Watch and he tracked it. And he said, by the end of that day, I mean it was like thirteen point two oh, yeah. miles yeah. or something ridiculous like yeah. that. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, we literally got off the bus and immediately was like, "All right, we're going," and we did not stop. Um, yeah. which is why I think I realized how. Terrible show. It made me feel a little bit better that one of the high school guys yesterday was like, "Man, when I woke up this morning, my, my like legs were killing me." I was like, yeah. right, "Thank God, I'm not as I'm not as pathetic not, as I." It's as not I used just to be. us, not yeah. the old guys. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, there's not. I mean, one thing about like you know being sort of focused on this retreat and being gone all weekend, I have we have no idea what's been going on in the world. Yeah, uh, since we left, I am trying something new. This is tech related, I guess. I. For the longest time, you know, when I, like, come here to work, I'll have my laptop, which is a little bit bulky, and then <coughs> I'll have an iPad because I use those things for two different deals. 
And I've always heard about people trying to make their iPad like um, their their full-time computer, and there were always reasons why you couldn't do that. But now with the new iPad OS, what Apple basically said is that, hey, look, we're going to try to to make an OS where you can actually do this. So I decided to kind of give that a go over the last uh, several weeks. I got a, a Logitech keyboard to go with there you go. Uh, my iPad Air 2. Man, I got to tell you... Uh, there are I'll say, I'll say the the overwhelmingly I have really enjoyed it. Okay. I like the portability of it. I like how much lighter it makes all the stuff. I like that I can just carry this one thing with me sure. and it accomplishes everything I want. That's all well and good. I mean the only I've written uh my last three school papers on it using uh the Microsoft Word app and that's been a really fantastic experience once I kind of got used to Yeah. um you know, doing things with a stylus or my finger. Like clicking, I want a footnote here or whatever, and getting used to shortcuts. Sure. Um, but the one thing that it still doesn't do, and it's mostly because of the app, I don't think it's because of the, the hardware, is like if you want to, say, use GarageBand uh, to edit some, some you know, audio, or if you want to use, uh, you know, some of the Adobe um, video editing and all that other stuff, is still not a great experience. Okay. <clears throat> like I said, I don't think it's a hardware thing. I think it's a software thing. Sure. So there's still stuff, and I've like I watched some videos. And You're also not on a pro. You're on the. I'm not on a pro, the... but even I don't. I don't even think that would make a huge okay. difference because of the app. It's the apps that the companies are putting okay. out. Okay. Don't have the functionality to be even close to what you can do on the desktop version. Sure. 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 And so I think that's sort of the one misstep that they're missing if you want this to become like your daily thing, but. If what you're doing, if what you want your computer to be is uh, is checking and, and, and doing emails and web surfing and um, and writing, which I think is the vast majority of what vast majority of things that normal people do with their computer, then you can a hundred percent do sure. this. And and if you think about it, let's say you want um, a Mac product, then you can pay uh, eight hundred dollars for to get the top of the line iPad Pro. And then get their little keyboard or whatever for another $150. And you're still going to spend less money than you would if you're buying a MacBook Pro. Sure. And unless you're doing editing of some kind, you're not missing a beat. So I think it's a... Sure. iPad OS is, is wonderful. And, and th- this is my thing. I think in an ideal world, I, I have always thought it would be lovely, like incredible to have just this one iPad that I do literally everything on, read. Right. I, I, I can live on this thing. But I found, like, especially in high school, they they let us do work in iPads, which, to be to be frank, was actually actually pretty nice for most of the time. But I found like little things like like writing, like I hated writing with my finger for oh, starters, yeah. and I also hated like if I was going to use a pen or a stylus, like le- even laying my palm on the screen like you would on a sheet of paper or whatever to, to write it would like right. you know either zoom in way too much zoom out or like you know close the app or hit a button or a setting i didn't want and it's just like little finicky things like that and i just yeah. feel like you kind of have to be very particular when you're using you it instead of being you know rough and and rigid like you would on a on a or even a laptop where you can just kind of whack away at it it's it's yeah. kind of those little things really turn me off to 100 percent, yeah it, i mean i think that um you're right about that stuff. It is there is a learning curve to it, and it's definitely not as simple right out of the basket as as a laptop is. You don't there's no trackpad. 
Um, there's no like mouse support or anything like that. Like you couldn't even do that if you wanted to. It is all touchscreen, and and so you got to have like a stylus if you want to be really precise with it, yeah. or you know you know pay a infinite amount of money for an Apple pencil, yeah, which I think is absurdly yeah, yeah. overpriced. So I guess my question for you then is like, have uh, other than you know you said the big like audio editing things, are there right. things that on a maybe on a daily basis that you use? Because you're not editing audio and videos daily, but yeah. other things that you found are are problems with with doing this or um, switching to this kind of lifestyle. You know, the one thing I'll say this: um, you know, one thing on a computer they can do, especially with uh, Mac OS or even with Windows, is switching like from program to program. Like, all right, yeah, I have this Word document opened over here, and it's in my little uh, tray down to the right, and then I got uh, the spreadsheet open. Say for like some of the big things we do at church. Sure. You can have, you know, they have split screens. You can have multiple documents opened at once, like two. You have two documents open at right, once. Right, right, But to be able to quickly kind of maneuver between uh, different things you want to look at is kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for, and I think that when it comes to things like, you know, Discovery Weekend is a massive event that we do where there's a lot of uh, data that we look at, whether it's sure. registration or grouping and all this other stuff. I think it would be problematic sure. to have to have just this. You would need some sort sure. of computer. And to be to be fair, I think I believe that feature is on the the Pro, and you you are using an Air, so yeah. Well, I mean, that's you can't. No matter what you're using, the OS, um, like you can like get from one thing to another, but it's not as simple. Is minimize trackpad boom. Sure, yeah. So it's yeah. not it's not nearly yeah. as quick. I mean, I can I can scramble between apps pretty easily, um, but say all right, this is this is a for instance. Like I I'm a student at SMU, and so we use Canvas, uh, which I think is like kind of the universally agreed upon thing that everyone uses now, which sure. is kind of weird. Um, but so I'll use Canvas, and I'll open up the Canvas app and have like uh, an assignment pulled up. And if I minimize it to go and like work on work on the assignment or whatever, when I click back in there, it automatically logs me out. Whereas if I'm on my uh, computer, I can have you know Safari or Chrome opened to it, and it won't do that. That page is still there. Sure. So I mean that's like a smaller thing I noticed that kind of was um, annoying. But for me, like the the one thing I was worried about was like the typing experience. But I actually you know love you know the one thing about a, a macbook like i have a macbook air and and you this sounds like you know dumb but you got like that five inches between the end of the where the keyboard where the not the keyboard but where the end of the thing starts and where the keyboard begins you got about five inches yeah mm-hmm. i love the fact that the keyboard i got which is the logitech keyboard which i think their keyboards are better than the ones that apple makes um that it was really uh it was really kind of a nice typing experience, and like my my wrist kind of fit nicely on it, and it was just very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I just like really really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed typing way more than I thought I would. Really on the device, it was very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I do think that there are still they have a down. They have like file. The file manager now is infinitely better than it was. Yes. You can download things yes. off Safari. Yes. Uh, you can use it pretty much how you would use a computer with just slight things that are different. So for me, when I sort of think about what the perfect solution is, uh, to me, I think having, I think I could replace a laptop with this. But okay. I think I would need a desktop 
for okay. for kind of some of those um, things that you would want that for. Sure. I would I would never want to edit a video on this thing. So this right couldn't be now. you. This couldn't be. This is something you could use day to day on the go, yeah. or you know, even at home things. But yeah, um, you what you would want it paired with a desktop. I want it paired with a desktop. Sure. I, I do believe I could easily replace my my laptop with it, but I would need I would want a desktop. Yeah. To kind of fill in those gaps because I don't need ninety five. Uh, percent of the time, I don't need those extra things that we talked about were kind of annoyances. I don't need those things. Right. Um, but for that 5%, having a desktop computer that you can come to, maybe it's in your office or your house, and you can kind of do that 5% on that kind of solves the issue. Because, um, I mean, uh, you know, with the way that things are with the cloud storage and all that, I mean, I can do stuff on here, put it on OneDrive if it's school-related or, or Google Drive, and it's everywhere I want it to be. And so sure. there's infinite amounts of storage and and all that other stuff. So it's just a, it's been a really cool experience, and I've I've liked it a lot better. And it is lighter, and it's uh, less cumbersome, and it's way easier to just take it around, um, and, and do a lot of stuff with it. So well, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody should give it a go. Yeah. Give it a go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in in uh, other news, and I guess, I guess we're kind of turning into a, almost a news podcast now. On day day after yeah, the Apple not? keynote, we kind why of not? like yeah. we start doing current events. But while we were on this retreat, um, and you heard about this, uh, the first guy to ever run uh, a marathon in under two hours, he ran it in one hour fifty nine minutes and forty seconds. Oh yeah, and that just blew my mind. And also, I found out later they're not going to count the record because he had pacers. Oh come on! Yeah, what does that matter? I I, I don't know. What is that? Know. What was a pacer? They're those so they'll they're people that like will pop in maybe for six miles, five miles, or four miles or whatever. They they're not <laughs> trained as well as he is, or can are just right. not trained for that distance. So they'll pop in to to run the pace that that they've set for him. They predetermined yeah. all this before and kind of planned it out, and they they will run the pace he needs to be at yeah. for that sort of period of time and he'll pop out and then a new pacer will pop in yeah hey, so they just set they just guiding him hey so. marathon people this is like the one story that i've heard about marathons and in, in maybe my entire life uh you know about actual running in marathons <laughs> that i've cared about it, just give us this like honestly what are you doing they're smart though because now they're yeah I, you know because maybe they're trying to make more news of it so it's oh. kind of maybe bringing more attention i, I don't guess. know the thing that bothered me the most about that is i watched the video and the guy runs a marathon, which is how a marathon's twenty six point two miles. Correct. That's insane, number one. Um, but like he runs twenty six point two miles in under two hours. He finishes, and then they're all like dancing around celebrating. It looks like he's not even tired. No, he he kept running through the line, and he didn't stop for another five minutes. Like the guy was he was jumping, and he was yeah. like. Dude, it was like you almost had more in the tank. Yeah, you know? I mean, but and it's probably adrenaline. It's probably oh, excitement, yeah. but. Yeah. But it looked like he could have gone. He could have kept going. I yeah. mean, the days of what I want <coughs> out of my marathon runners is I want you to cross the finish line and, like, borderline dying right across it. That's what I'm used to seeing. So yeah, for yeah. this guy to pretty much break this record, and I'm going to call it he broke the record. I don't really care what big marathon says about it. You guys need to get over yourself. Nobody cares. But, um, like, I... I the fact that he like finished that thing and just like danced on everyone's grave by like being like, Yeah, I won that hard. Yeah. It's just crazy. And and you gotta think if you're an American and, and you're 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 right now, you're out there running 
20 miles a day or something to prepare yeah. for these things, I mean, you got no chance. What, and it was kind of funny to me too is I was like I was scrolling through YouTube maybe two three months ago and I think I think it was a YouTube channel it was either like Wired or Vox one of those big channels and they the title of the video as I was scrolling by was why it's all why it's practically physically impossible to run a marathon in under two hours right. and it's like this is almost like a slap in the face oh to, yeah to that because it to be able to do that I think they they check the splits for his yeah. miles it's something like. Four minute, four and a half minutes. That's just crazy. splits for miles. Something that's crazy. Close to that 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 seems like it should be physically impossible. Sure, yeah. Um, but like I said, who cares? Who cares if he had pacers? I mean, give me a break. The guy he did it. He did it. It's not like um, you know, he was getting juiced up on the side like yeah. they were giving him adrenaline pills or something. He did it all on his own. Who cares if he had people that were trying to help him keep pace? I don't. What do you want from the guy? That's that's just insane. One one hour, 59 minutes, and 40 seconds to run 26.2 miles at a clip of you know, four and a half minutes a mile. I know sprinters that would kill to run one mile in four minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. And the fact that this guy did it for 26.2, it may be the most incredible human feet of I've heard of in yeah. in a long long time. Well, especially in a sport like track, which is yeah. bent and and running and and these sports that like you you heard about in the Olympics, we only pay attention to in the Olympics, but they've right. been around for years, thousands years. of years. Yeah. And you kind of hit a point where it's like people we develop, we develop shoes, people develop techniques and things. It's just not much you can change. You get to a point where it's like we hit a wall where people like these videos post like, all right, we've hit a point where phys- physically people cannot exceed this point. And, and then something like this to come up, this yeah. guy, you know, beating that record. I mean, it's things like that. It's just like how it, 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 sh- it should almost be a bigger deal than what it is because uh, it's yeah. like he's defied what people thought was impossible from – thousands of years now yeah yeah i mean i think i think that's maybe a a problem with marathons in general is uh there's been marathons on tv like the boston marathon and some other ones i think are on television every year but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dial in to watch people run long distance right like what people what we want to watch is the 100 meters or the 200 meters the 400 meters because it's quick it's over it takes like hardly any time it's like wow that's crazy Marathons are tough to watch. And so maybe what they should do is if marathons like every 15 minutes would stop the race and like just have like Thunderdome or something like that, <laughs> um, I think that'd be pretty cool. So maybe something to think about for, for them, like just have like every every 15 minutes they just throw some <laughs> random weapons into the into the track and, and add that element. I think that would bring... Um, that'd bring people in. Adding a little bit of WWE to it right, right. would be nice, but... I don't know. Just that's a thought. Awesome. Just a thought. If there's any marathon people out there, put that one in your file because that's a dynamite idea that yeah. people would definitely tune yeah, in yeah. for. Well, and this guy, so it, it was funny how this was released um, while we were on this guy's retreat this weekend. That 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 record happened, and we were sitting there, and it was just it was just really cool the timing of it, and me comparing it to uh, Michael Stuckey, who we've had on the po- podcast in the past. Um, and he's kind of we kind of talked about him and being you know a, a man of God, man of faith, what that looks like, and and how he used to um, lead our like middle school uh, Bible study for the guys. And 
Um, he was talking this weekend with the high school guys uh, about like just resilience, and and we were talking. The theme of the, the the retreat was grit, and and like a story like that where a guy defies all you know human capabilities yeah. and odds. It, it it just like really almost brought that to light. A it did. Bit. It did. And I think so many times. I mean, bringing up like the theme that we talk about, like people when they think about for guys, like the term grit. It's like. Uh, you know, being, you know, toughness. And when you think about male toughness, there's like a, you know, a level of, you know, show no emotions, don't cry, you know, real men don't cry and all this other stuff. But that's not the point we're trying to make. Yeah. You know, grit is about, um, to, to me at least, about like having obstacles in front of you and overcoming them. and But going through going through that type of pain and suffering that's required to, to get past those things. You know, he was telling, Michael was telling stories about, you know his father, who um, who who kind of grew up in a difficult situation and um, has been diagnosed with cancer twice and has lupus and or, or you know was diagnosed with lupus uh, when Michael I think was he said it was in middle school and kind of all these other issues that he's that he's gone through that have um, you know made his career difficult and some yeah. other things and for his family and but if you've ever been around his dad. If you ever been around his dad, and he's just uh, you never know, you it. would never know. I mean, that's a guy that just wakes up every morning, and even when it's difficult, uh, he always has a smile on his face. And and that's someone who, to me, that's the example of what grit actually is. Yeah, is he had all these challenges in his life, and all these times where, you know, it would have been easy for him to to you know mope and to be like, man, he wise up, but that's not what he did. Yeah, um, you know they. Uh, he, he would wake up every morning. He would tackle it, and I think it was really yeah. cool for to, for me to even to hear that story because I've known his dad for a long, long time and, and knew kind of anecdotally about these things, but didn't. Yeah. Um, no, the, gosh. And <sighs> and I think that's uh, the stars lost four to nothing oh, to the no. Sabers. Sorry. I mean, th- this is why like you should never uh, get your hopes up for sporting teams. Like the stars are supposed to be good this year. Uh, you know they they lost in 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 overtime <laughs> to the eventual Stanley Cup champions in Game Seven of the playoffs last year in Round Two. Uh, added some great pieces: Joe Pavelski, Corey Perry, all these other guys to come in this team and 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 to be good. And then they've gone out there and they just laid an egg the entire first part of the season. I'm sure the coach is going to get fired in the next couple of weeks. It's just <laughs> a disappointing day for me athletically. SMU's undefeated. And the Stars are terrible. I have no idea what's going on in my sports world, but <laughs> this is this is why you shouldn't check your phone while we're recording yeah, the I podcast. Know that. I mean, I, that was a complete sports aside by Scott, it but was. it's you know that's, it's okay. That's part of the pod. But, <laughs> but getting back getting back to what we were talking to. I I think that w- that was the point of what we were talking about like less uh that that's his name, Les Stuckey is is Michael's dad. Um and just a phenomenal man and I think that's the point of what Michael was talking about, like how, you know, Les even raised Michael and and like what we were trying to get across uh, about grittiness. It's like it's not about, um, you know, this it's about mental toughness, but it's not necessarily about like, oh, you know, you can't have pain, you can't have feelings. It's like it. It's it's adapting to a situation and learning to overcome it and, right. and finding ways to deal with that. If, if if dealing with it means, you know, finding a time for you to just sit alone and cry, cry. Do it. Uh, if you need yeah. to find someone to talk to and confide in and share your emotions with, yeah. do it. That, yeah. if you do what you need to that is necessary to overcome obstacles in life because life for everybody sucks a lot of the time. It does. Most of the time. Yeah. There's going to be things that are thrown at you. There's problems thrown at you hardships, uh, 
and and like um, emotional obstacles and you're going to deal with all these things. So why let's not try to put like cover it up and say, you know, I don't feel pain. I don't whatever. But instead let's learn to deal with it, adapt and overcome. Yeah. And I think that was a point of what we were trying to do. And I thought Michael illustrated great through, through, you know, talking about his dad and yeah. And this is what I've said this before. and, And that was really the reason is we sort of thought about what we wanted to accomplish this weekend. I wanted like our adults to, uh, to share testimony because that was important. It's important for our high school guys to hear stories from uh, from the men that were on that trip about things that they've gone through in life. I thought that was that was vital, and and it kind of it just sort of goes back to like if if we as a church aren't being honest with our people about like what life is really like. Life yeah. is life is hard, and just because you uh, have a deep relationship with Jesus will not magically make life not hard. Yeah. You're going to go through pain, suffering, and loss. You're going to wake up in a world where terrible tragedies go on and mass shootings and all these other things. Life is tough. And and the first, like, step into faithfully um, navigating through uh, these times of darkness is understanding that that darkness does exist. Yeah, and that there are going to be, um, you know, times in your life where, where you're going to struggle, and, and that's sort of what I wanted our our guys to realize. You know, we he always like hear the stuff about, oh yeah, you know, being, and I make jokes about, you know, we want you know being alpha or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but like what I mean by that is not sort of um, the the normal understanding of what it is to me. Like an alpha is someone who is comfortable enough uh, with himself to admit uh, when they have problems and they need help, and, yeah. or or to admit, hey man, I, I just needed—I had to go off in, into a room somewhere and just kind of get it out. Um, who, who's honest and not trying to hide something and not trying to like live as if nothing's wrong. Yeah, and and all of this is is not—I mean, it's not just a, a, applicable to, to guys, but also girls. I mean, you're facing adversity too, and I, I think like the point of when we joke around and say alpha male and stuff, what what like what we're really meaning is you you want we as Christians are called to live differently and following Jesus is going to put more obstacles in front of you. It's going to make life more difficult. If we're being honest, it's not easy to follow Jesus. Never has been in the history of the world. It's always been tough, right? You can, you can go look up uh, life. Just read acts. Any of the disciples too. Uh, But like looking at, and how people like this like live their lives it, it when you live differently it, it starts your life starts to to show a bigger narrative and I think yeah. starts to show kind of like what we sit and harp on about you know the life of Jesus and what God's trying to do with your life and 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 learning to have this grittiness to adapt and yeah. and mold to a situation and figure out how to overcome and and how how can I serve Jesus in this situation? Because yeah. it's not going to be this easy thing. It's not going to be what all my friends are are doing. It's it's going to be different, and it's going to cause attention. Yeah, I mean, I think when the hope that we have in Jesus is not a hope that says, I'm no longer going to go through difficult things because I have hope in Jesus. Our hope in Jesus is an eternal hope. Yeah, It's a hope that uh, this isn't the end for us. It's a it's a hope that when we go through difficult times, we don't go through it alone. That we have a Lord and Savior that walks through it with us. 
And, yeah, I mean, I think especially now with, with how we are in, in society today, that has never been more important than it is now. And, and that's why it's, it's never been more important than it is now to, to teach our young people about it and yeah. even to, to talk to our parents about it. Um, there, there's, no, there's no quick fix that, that happens from, from, from belief. It's, uh, it's an eternal hope. It's an eternal promise. It's not a promise just for today just for us to get through our difficult stuff today it's a it's a promise for all eternity if there's something deeper and larger outside of us and outside of this world that we're striving yeah. for yeah and that was awesome so you know i felt like that was kind of uh maybe we didn't say it as directly at these right. retreats but it was the point of what we were trying to get at and yeah. i also thought it's kind of funny that we're we're talking about this because uh Les Stuckey actually left me a message on my phone uh, this past Thursday or Friday. He called me, and I missed the call, and he, and he said, hey, I'm just starting to listen to the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's now a new listener, and he was like, I really like it. He was like, uh, you know, call me back. I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out, you know, find a way. I guess he's trying to figure out which app to use yeah. or, or how to subscribe so it'll pop up on his phone. Yeah. So that's yeah, really cool. And, yeah, he's going to like this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Les, if you are listening to this, we we love you, man, and uh, we're really happy you're listening. And and you did a great job raising Michael, and yeah, he's y'all inspiration are both, to all of us. You're both dear friends to uh, both yeah. of us, and I think your story, uh, <laughs> whether you knew it was being told or not, is uh, is one that um, it, I th- think the Lord would be proud of, and the one that the Lord is using uh, to to share. Uh, the story of Jesus and stuff. So yeah. that was really cool. Um, it was. It was. I mean, I. Um, it was an incredible weekend. And I think the other uh, interesting, interesting part of it was, you know, anytime you go into a youth trip, you know, the one of the main things is like, it's like, all right, how do we, how do we deal with cell phones? How do we deal with their access to cell phones? Yeah. And there's always like, you know, two schools of thought. Either you say you can't have them at all. Um, you know, leave your cell phones at the house, or we're gonna take your cell phones away. Or um, th- there's some there's some like youth programs that you said, yeah, you know, just do whatever you want to. They can have them all the time, and and all that. And we sort of took a hybrid approach this weekend, where we didn't say anything about their phones, didn't tell them they could yeah. have them, didn't tell them they could. Yeah. But what we did is, one, we hit the ground and we went constantly. Yes. And so they literally physically didn't have time to yeah. look at their phones. And, and and to be honest with you, I think if if you talk to um, the guys about it, I mean especially maybe some of our, our seniors, they'd probably tell you like how liberating how liberating it yeah. is to not like be away from your phone for an, for me it was. Um, for me to like be out there for uh, for three or four hours running around doing doing ropes and, and um, and paintball and playing games and not, not having your phone. How like it is liberating. And yeah. I think, and I have this. I have this thought, and you can tell me what you think about this. Where I think we go wrong is I think everyone can read the studies and can agree, that especially with our young people, that cell phones and social media is a problem. Correct. But it's interesting, like how we're trying to solve the problem currently. I thought about this a lot this weekend with what we did. Is it typically what parents and what we'll do is we'll take cell phones away like it's a punishment almost. We'll take it away like it's a punishment, and so therefore, um, when they have their cell phones, they have there's a lot more uh, 
I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, intensity on trying to make up for lost time or trying, if you say, all right, we're going to take your phone away at 6 o'clock every night, then leading up to that, you're going to be addicted to it because you want to get everything you can out of it until yeah. then. Which I actually have decided that the solution to these problems is actually replacing that um, with other stuff. Because I think what we proved this weekend is that um, when <coughs> when you provide things for our students to do outside of that and they can experience that natural liberation, is that being away from your cell phone is not a punishment. Being away from your cell phone is a liberating experience. Yeah. It can completely change uh, you know, your, your mindset about all of it. Now, I just kind of... That hit me really kind of uh, as I was driving home Sunday morning, and I, I thought a lot about that. I'm like, man, we're, we're trying to solve this issue with, with our kids being addicted to social media and what that's doing to them emotionally and all that other stuff. And I think what I, what I decided, especially about our youth program, is we got to do more things like this. we got to yeah. do more things where we get them away and, and like actually build yeah. true, tangible relationships. Yeah. Um, is the actual uh, solution to a lot of these things. And and I don't know. I mean, it works well for us with, as a youth program who plans events and stuff and when you keep students moving. But I don't know if it, for, like, a parent what that looks like of, like, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe just organizing stuff yeah. for your kids to do yeah. with friends and, and, you know, keep them keep them moving and keep them interacting with, themsel- with each other in the world. And, yeah. and uh, instead of taking this approach which is definitely an uphill battle of yeah. hey stop being on your phone go do yeah, something it's an uphill battle. Well, maybe a proactive way yeah is cr- is to create the opportunity yeah because you create a situation where i mean I, I don't know about you but anytime like your your parents put um restrictions on you whether it's uh oh you got to be home at a certain time or all that, which i think are important but what's the thing you want to do more than anything else you want to break those rules Right. And, and, and that's just like your natural inclination. So like a punishment-based thing is maybe not... Because whatever we're doing right now isn't working. I think we can all agree that whatever we're doing right now is not working. Like yeah. the stats are getting worse every year. And I do think that the, you know the phones are, are our main function of that. And also less kind of connected communities um, is another issue with that. And I think we've started to kind of yeah. like break down those things. Um this weekend but yeah listen and i've said this a million times not a million because we've only had eight episodes but at least seven times um if you're a parent please 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 for the love of all that is holy i know that your kids got school stuff i know they do i know they got a lot going on a lot of them are taking ap classes and all this other stuff i know you're worried about them uh getting into college and i know you're worried about their act scores and you're worried about all these other things please do not make them miss church for those things um because this is this is where they're going to find that community is church and i don't you know what i don't care if it's at, at our church yeah i just want it to be somewhere yeah i want it to be somewhere where they can find uh, and be around other guys and girls um who are around their age who they can really 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 kind of grow in relationship with that is so much more important overall long term than whether or not they make a 25 or 26 in their act yeah i know you don't believe me but i I swear it is 
Um, and if you're if you're punishing your kid or they're grounded or whatever, don't ground them from church. I feel yeah. like that's that is the worst. Yeah, it's the, the worst, worst thing. You yeah, can, you know, ground them from other things. Ground them from going to you know to a movie on Friday. That's fine. I think I'm not telling you not to punish your kids for for things because that's not what I'm doing. But I, man, don't church should not if, too often church is the first thing that's taken away and it can't be that way yeah church or any kind of social group boy scouts whatever it is that you're involved in that can't be the thing that's taken away they gotta have those uh personal interactions with with other students and other adults they gotta have that um and that's something that i think we're um we're dramatically uh missing but yeah if you're a, if you're a parent because scott and i clearly we don't have kids and we're uh, fairly young not, yeah so we don't know but, what we're talking about mostly we, but we, we just, know your kids yeah we know your kid we deal with we deal with uh, i guess youth professionally but uh if i would be interested to hear you know parents thoughts on on this idea that scott's presenting. Yeah. maybe we're stating the obvious and we probably are about yeah. creating opportunities but i'd love to hear your your thoughts and you yeah. know parenting well, techniques are around yeah. technology and then yeah. just I mean, kind of but i think hit on something's like yeah we do not know i do not know how to raise a child right apparently i'm going to need to learn at some point i'm getting married <laughs> but i do know students we do know students we're right. around them a, a lot and we're around them, and they will be more vulnerable with us than they may with their own parents. And and when we ask them what's stressing them out, and it's always kind of the same categories of things, I got too much going on in school, then we know that maybe that's where the solution needs to come from. So, I mean, you know, the things that we talk about are based on our knowledge of student issues that they're going through on a daily basis. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think it would be – it's a discussion that obviously, <laughs> because of the things that are going on in, in, in our community and in our, um, in our world, uh, with the issues that are going on with sort of our, our teenage age students with depression and all that other stuff, we got to have conversations about it. Yeah. And 100%. we have to start working towards tangible solutions. And because um, doing nothing can't be, can't be yeah. the option. It can't yeah, yeah. Be. It's not going to magically get better. Yeah. That's our professional opinion, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pros, yeah, we're pros. We're pros. We're just yeah. Uh, anyway, Scott, it's that time in the podcast. Oh yeah, it's hot take time. It's hot take time. It's hot take time. So we actually didn't have at least I may have missed some, but I yeah. I, I don't think we had any hot takes this week. Um, if if you did send me a hot take, I'm sorry. There's but some again, people that have come up to me and like verbally give me hot takes. And, I can't and remember. A, them. I can't. Remember I can't remember. Them. You're gonna ha- you have to DM us at RSM underscore students or Wes underscore Holly or you know even if you send me a text message, that might still get lost. But it, yeah. you know you you gotta let me know in a, in a way that I can come trail. back and and look at it because yeah. uh, I forget my own life and and what you know I, I forget day to day already. Yeah, I have I'm a doing, meeting so. tonight that. I totally forgot existed, so <laughs> that's what happened. So anyway, but uh, let's Scott, you kick it off. Yeah. So my hot take this week, um, this is, I think that uh, filet mignons are an overrated steak. Huh. This is this is why I say that. Now let me just say something. I still believe a filet mignon is one of the best pieces of meat that you can you can eat. A hundred percent. I think they are very delicious. So what a filet mignon is, it's a, it's a beef tenderloin kind of kind of cut. It's from a part of the cow that doesn't get a lot of movement, so there's not a lot of fat. There's not a lot of like fat in it. It's a very soft, lean muscle. Sure. So 
So you eat it, it's very buttery soft, but it doesn't actually have a lot of taste. Because right. the fat is what gives a steak taste. Right. So just in my opinion, um, a well-marbled New York stripper, especially a well-marbled ribeye, mm. has a better um, taste profile than a filet mignon. Yeah. So I actually think that for a for a good, good quality steak, a ribeye... Probably ribeye is your your number one. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd, I would. I would. I'd be on board yeah. for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting take. Um, mine. Uh, my hot take for this week is I think Nashville is a super overrated city, <laughs> especially right now. Wow. <laughs> I get it's the center of country music. It's uh, right now. It's it's like. It's hot and growing right now, and and I've heard like the people, the amount of people moving in That's right now. Crazy. It's like a thousand families like a week or something. Yeah. It's it's, it's some absurd number, but. I I think that's also part of the problem. It is becoming so overcrowded and overpopulated. I I have friends that I talked to that live there and said like you can't park anywhere. There's right. there there's so many people everywhere. And and to be honest, I've like I've driven around and been to to parts of Nashville and stuff and it's like the only like real there's that one strip of all of those like yeah, bars and and yeah. music halls with and you can hear uh country music blasting, but it's like other than that, it's like yeah. I haven't found anything super spectacular about it. Not yeah. to say, not to say that me living in Birmingham, like Birmingham's the greatest city ever. It's but, not. <laughs> but for the amount of hype and people moving into Nashville, right. I feel like it is. I feel like we got to say, like, whoa, is it really that great? Because I feel like there's an idealized there's idea of what yeah. Nashville is, yeah. and people move there thinking like great things of it. But from what I hear, there's a lot of people that move there and get slightly disappointed. Yeah. So that that's maybe a hot take. I I know. I think it is a hot take because I mean I, I would. That's definitely a hot take. I mean because if you, I guarantee you, if you took a poll of especially maybe our uh, high school and college girls that go here, and you ask them where they want to live after college, I, I guarantee Nashville. Yeah. Nashville's definitely in the top yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Because it is, it's sort of you know that thing that gets brought up. But what you're saying is right. There is besides the maybe the country music scene. I don't think there's anything about Nashville that other large cities, even in the southeast, don't have. Yeah. Um, and the traffic in Nashville is now it's getting bad, pretty bad, it's just like Atlanta bad. is. Yeah. I think there. It used to be that Nashville maybe had this quaintness to it, um, but now, yeah, it is becoming overpopulated. I mean, I've I've been in Nashville, and obviously, I lived in Dallas, and and I uh, I would live in Dallas a million times over before. I would I would move to Nashville, but I think what you're saying is right. I think it is this um, kind of this idea that we get. It's like this idea of what we want Nashville yeah. to be. Oh, oh, Nashville! It's oh, yeah. shine, like you know, bright lights, shiny yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and it's nothing against. It. I mean, it's still uh, probably you know a really really cool place to live. And and anytime I've been up there, um, I've enjoyed it. But uh, wow, that's a interesting take i guarantee you there's gonna be people coming out of the i'm gonna get some to, rebuttal to pop on that. you on that one but. i and i'm expecting to get it but yeah. I, I i have to say i just feel like i i kind of i sit here and say you know what's the deal with nashville i don't i don't see the the draw or appeal or specialness to yeah i mean maybe the climate's slightly better than it is here because you're a little bit further north sure um sure. okay yeah great but <laughs> um yeah i don't know i mean if you're if you're a student out there and you think that um, 
you want to live in Nashville or, or New York City or something <laughs> like that, uh, go to Dallas um, and, and, and check it out. Uh, Dallas has an incredible infrastructure. Um, the, the interstate system's great. You can get anywhere you want to go in about uh, you know, under 10 minutes. Traffic's not that bad because there's always another way there. you got all the sports, all the music, all the things you could possibly want. Um, it's at like the second uh, largest number of restaurants per capita in the world, or in the country at least. It's just a fantastic place. Uh, Dallas, Texas should be. Um, the economy's booming over there. Just an incredible spot. Forget Nashville. Yeah, uh, go yeah. to the Big D. If you're and if you're actually planning on moving to one of these cities, but before you you come up with this dream of moving to one of these big major cities like New York, Nashville, whatever, even maybe even Dallas, how about you should talk to people from the area first to talk about a day to day life Absolutely. because. Because you, well, there's a chance you've grown up living one way, and you're going to move there, and it's going to be completely different. And there's a good chance you could completely hate it before you dive yeah. knee deep into, yeah, you know, it will be an adjustment. Yeah. When you move to a to a major city, it is a big adjustment, and it could be a big disappointment. It could be a big disappointment. I mean, I, I would encourage um, everyone to to try it at some point, even for a season of life, especially if you enter that season like right out of college to go on an adventure like that because it is it is invaluable um but I, you can have those types of experiences wherever you go whether it's uh whether it's nashville or, or um some other you know dallas uh not really houston i wouldn't go there but uh you know some other <laughs> some other like uh some really cool like hidden gen- i think charlotte's really nice yeah i hear great things about charlotte i mean there's a lot of like really cool places that you can go and explore and especially when you're right out of college you get a really cool job go on an adventure explore your horizons yeah but maybe not just settle on on you think you want to go to nashville because everybody tells you that's where you want to go also explore where you're at now yeah maybe maybe uh you're where you're at now has a few more hidden gems and what you think yeah i mean yeah live in hoover go to most oh, yeah. barbecue three <laughs> Gosh, times a week because yes. it's like one of the only restaurants right yeah anyway scott it's been a good conversation today we had a yeah we had a good one it has been nice yeah. it's been it's been good it's been good to be back it is uh, good to be it's back it's good to be back here yeah. in the office yeah. yeah well we uh thank you guys for listening we, we look forward to the future we're, we're gonna have uh, some some really cool guests coming up, and, and we're gonna approach some new topics. If there's if there's like a topic you want us to discuss, maybe um, uh, there's some some kind of you know technology that, that you notice that you want us to discuss here on the podcast, you send us you DM us about that too. Um, any kind of subject matter that you think, oh, it'd be cool if, if the guys uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, talked about this. Uh, we're very very open to that. But yeah. uh, we're so thankful for you that you do listen to it, and um, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This has been In the Office with Scott and Wes. We will see you guys later. Love you guys.